0: Section 22 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2 by Robert Burton, Section 22. Partition 2, Section 3. Member three, part one. Against poverty and want with such other adversities. One of the greatest miseries that can befall a man in the world's esteem is poverty or want, which makes men steal, bear false witness, swear, forswear, contend, murder, and rebel, which breaketh sleep and causeth death itself. Uden Penius barutaron esti fortion. No burden, saith Menander, so intolerable as poverty. It makes men desperate, it erects and dejects, census honores, census amicitas, money makes, but poverty mars, etc., and all this is in the world's esteem. Yet if considered aright, it is a great blessing in itself, a happy estate, and yields no cause of discontent, or that men should therefore account themselves vile. HATED OF GOD, FORSAKEN, MISERABLE, UNFORTUNATE. Christ himself was poor, born in a manger, and had not a house to hide his head in all his life, lest any man should make poverty a judgment of God, or an odious estate. And as he was himself, so he informed his apostles and disciples. They were poor, prophets poor, apostles poor, Acts 3. Silver and gold have I none, as sorrowing, saith Paul, and yet always rejoicing, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. 1 Corinthians 6.10 Your great philosophers have been voluntarily poor, not only Christians, but many others. Crates Thebanus was adored for a god in Athens, a nobleman by birth, many servants he had, an honourable attendants much wealth, many manners, fine apparel. But when he saw this, that all the wealth of the world was but brittle, uncertain, and no whit availing to live well, he flung his burden into the sea, and renounced his estate. Those curiae and Fabricii will ever be renowned for contempt of these properties, wherein the world is so much affected. Amongst Christians I could reckon up many kings and queens, that have forsaken their crowns and fortunes, and willfully abdicated themselves from these so much esteemed toys, many that have refused honours, titles, and all this vain pomp and happiness, which others so ambitiously seek, and carefully study to compass and attain. Riches, I deny not, are God's good gifts and blessings, and honour est in honorante. Honours are from God." both rewards of virtue and fit to be sought after sued for and may well be possessed yet no such great happiness in having or misery in wanting them danto quidam bonis saith augustine nequis malis autam nequis nimis bona good men have wealth that we should not think it evil and bad men that they should not rely on or hold it so good as the rain falls on both sorts so are riches given to good and bad, said Bonis in Bonum, but they are good only to the godly. But compare both estates, for natural parts they are not unlike, and a beggar's child, as well observes, is no whit inferior to a prince's, most part better, and for those accidents of fortune it will easily appear there is no such odds, no such extraordinary happiness in the one, or misery in the other. He is rich, wealthy, fat. What gets he by it? Pride, insolency, lust, ambition, cares, fears, suspicion, trouble, anger, emulation, and many filthy diseases of body and mind. He hath indeed variety of dishes, better fare, sweet wine, pleasant sauce, dainty music, gay clothes, lords it bravely out, etc., and all that which Mycillus admired in Lucian. But with them he hath the gout, dropsies, apoplexies, palsies, stone, pox, wounds, catars, crudities, opulations, melancholy, etc. Lust enters in. Anger, ambition, according to Chrysostom, the sequel of riches is pride, riot, intemperance, arrogance, fury, and all irrational courses turpi frego and saecula luxo divitiae mullis with their variety of dishes many such maladies of body and mind get in which the poor man knows not of as saturn in lucian answered the discontented commonalty which because of their neglected eternal feast in rome made a grievous complaint and exclamation against rich men that they were much mistaken in supposing such happiness in riches you see the best said he, but you know not their several gripings and discontents. They are like painted walls, fair without, rotten within, diseased, filthy, crazy, full of intemperances effects, and who can reckon half? If you but knew their fears, cares, anguish of mind of vexation, to which they are subject, you would hereafter renounce all riches." O, si patiant pectora divitum, quantus intus sublimis agit Fortuna matus, brutia coa pulsante, pretum mitio unga est. O, that their breasts were but conspicuous! How full of fear within! How furious! The narrow seas are not so boisterous. Yea, but he hath the world at will that is rich, for good things of the earth. Suave est de magno toleri acervo. It is sweet to draw from a great heap. He is a happy man, adored like a god, a prince. Every man seeks to him, applauds, honours, admires him. He hath honours indeed, abundance of all things, but as I said withal, pride, lust, anger, faction, emulation, fears, cares, suspicion, enter with his wealth. For his intemperance he hath aches, crudities, guts, and are fruits of his idleness and fulness, lust, surfeiting, and drunkenness, all manner of diseases, pecunius algeta improbitas, the wealthier, the more dishonest. He is exposed to hatred, envy, peril, and treason, fear of death, degradation, etc., Tis lubrica statio et proxima praecipitio, and the higher he climbs, the greater is his fall. Celsi graviore casu deceduntores feriuntque sumos. Fulgura montes, the lightning commonly sets on fire the highest towers. In the more eminent place he is, the more subject to fall rumpito innumeris arbos uberima pomis et subito nimii precipitanto opes as a tree that is heavy laden with fruit breaks her own boughs with their own greatness they ruin themselves which Joachimus camerarius hath elegantly expressed in his thirteen emblem centurium one, in opum se copia fecit their means is their misery though they do apply themselves to the times to lie Dissemble, collogue, and flatter their lieges, obey, second his will and commands, as much they may be, yet too frequently they miscarry, they fat themselves like so many hogs, as Aeneas Silvius observes, that when they are full fed, they may be devoured by their princes, as Seneca by Nero was served, to Janus by Tiberius, and Haman by Ahasuerus. I resolve with Gregory, Potestas culminis, est tempestas mentis, et quod dignitas altior, casus gravior. Honour is a tempest. The higher they are elevated, the more grievously depressed. For the rest of his prerogatives which wealth affords, as he hath more, his expenses are greater. When his goods increase, they are increased that eat them. And what good cometh to the owners but the beholding thereof with the eyes? Ecclesiastes 4.10. Milia frumente tua triverit aria cantum, non tuus hinc capiet venta plus quam meus. An evil sickness, Solomon calls it, and reserved to them for an evil. 12. Verse. They that will be rich fall into many fears and temptations, into many foolish and noisome lusts, which drown men in perdition. 1 Timothy 6.9 Gold and silver hath destroyed many, Ecclesiasticus 8.2. Divitia speculae sunt laquea diaboli, so writes Bernard. Worldly wealth is the devil's bait, and as the moon, when she is fuller of light, is still farthest from the sun, the more wealth they have, the farther they are commonly from God. If I had said this of myself, rich men would have pulled me to pieces. But here who saith, and who seconds it? an apostle. Therefore St. James bids them weep and howl for the miseries that shall come upon them. Their gold shall rust and canker, and eat their flesh as fire. James five one two three. I may then boldly conclude with Theodoret, Quoties cunque divitiis affluentum, etc. As often as you shall see a man abounding in wealth, be gemis bibit et serrano dormit in ostro and nought withal i beseech you call him not happy but esteem him unfortunate because he has many occasions offered to live unjustly on the other side a poor man is not miserable if he be good but therefore happy that those evil occasions are taken from him non possidentum multa vocavaris recte beatum Vectius occupat nomen beati, qui deorum sapienter uti, duramque calat pauperium parti, per laito lagitium timet. He is not happy that is rich, and hath the world at will, but he that wisely can God's gifts possess and use them still, that suffers and with patience abides hard poverty, and chooseth rather for to die, than do such villainy. Wherein now consists his happiness? What privileges hath he more than other men? Or rather, what miseries, what cares and discontents hath he not more than other men? Non enim gazai, neque consularis, sumovet lictor miserus tumultus mentis, et curus laquiatae, curcum tecta volantes. Nor treasures, nor major's office remove the miserable tumults of the mind. Or cares that lie about, or fly above their high roofed houses, with huge beams combined. 'Tis not his wealth can vindicate him. Let him have Job's inventory. Sint chryse et crassi licet, non hos pactolus aureas undath agens, eripiat unquum en miseries. Croesus, or rich Crassus, cannot now command health, or get himself a stomach. His worship, as Apuleius describes him, in all his plenty and great provision, is forbidden to eat, or else hath no appetite, sick in bed, can take no rest, sore grieved with some chronic disease, contracted with full diet and ease, or troubled in mind, whenas, in the meantime, all his household are merry, and the poorest servant that he keeps doth continually feast, tis bractiata felicitas. As Seneca terms it, tinfoiled happiness, infelix felicitas, an unhappy kind of happiness, if it be happiness at all. His gold, guard, clattering of harness, and fortifications against outward enemies cannot free him from inward fears and cares. Reveraque metas hominum curiaque sequaces, nec metuunt femitus almorum, aut feria tela. Audacteque inter reges, regumque potentes versantur, neque fulgorum reverentor ab auro. Indeed, men still attending fears and cares, nor armours clashing, nor fierce weapon fears, with kings converse they boldly, and kings peers, fearing no flashing that from gold appears. Look how many servants he hath, and so many enemies he suspects. For liberty he entertains ambition. His pleasures are no pleasures, and that which is worst he cannot be private or enjoy himself as other men do. His state is a servitude. A countryman may travel from kingdom to kingdom, province to province, city to city, and glut his eyes with delightful objects, hawk, hunt, and use those ordinary disports, without any notice taken all which a prince or a great man cannot do he keeps in for state ne magistratus dignitas evalescat as are china kings of borneo and tartarian calms those aurea mancipia are said to do seldom or never seen abroad ut major sit hominum erga se observantia which the persian kings so precisely observed of old a poor man takes more delight in an ordinary meal's meat which he hath but seldom, than they do with all their exotic dainties and continual viands. Quipe voluptatem commendat ravior usus. Tis the rarity and necessity that makes a thing acceptable and pleasant. Darius, put to flight by Alexander, drank puddle-water to quench his thirst, and it was pleasanter, he swore, than any wine or mead. All excess, as Epictetus argues, will cause a dislike, sweet will be sour which made that temperate epicurus sometimes voluntarily fast but they being always accustomed to the same dishes which are nastily dressed by slovenly cooks that after their obscenities never wash their bawdy hands be they fish flesh compounded made dishes or whatsoever else are therefore cloyed Nectar self grows loathsome to them they are weary of all their fine palaces They are to them by so many prisons. A poor man drinks in a wooden dish, and eats his meat in wooden spoons, wooden platters, earthen vessels, and such homely stuff. The other in gold, silver, and precious stones, but with what success? In our bibitur venenum, fear of poison in the one, security in the other. A poor man is able to write, to speak his mind, to do his own business himself. "'Locker place parasitum, saith says Philostratus. "'A rich man employs a parasite, "'and as the major of a city, "'speaks by the town clerk, or by Mr. Recorder, "'when he cannot express himself. "'Nonius the senator hath a purple coat "'as stiff with jewels as his mind is full of vices, "'rings on his fingers worth twenty thousand staircase, "'and as Perox the Persian king, an union in his ear, Worth one hundred pounds weight of gold. Cleopatra hath whole boars and sheep served up to her table at once, drinks jewels dissolved, forty thousand sesterces in value, but to what end? Num tibi cum faces urit sitis aureae queris Doth a man that is a dry desire to drink in gold? Doth not a cloth suit become him as well, and keep him as warm, as all their silks? satins damasks taffetes and tissues is not homespun cloth as great a preservative against cold as a coat of tartar lamb's wool dyed in grain or a gown of giant's beards nero saith suetonius never put on one garment twice and thou hast scarce one to put on what's the difference one's sick the other sound such is the whole tenor of their lives and that which is the consummation and upshot of all Death itself makes the greatest difference. One, like a hen, feeds on the dunghill all his days, but is served up at last to his lord's table. The other, as a falcon, is fed with partridges and pigeons, and carried on his master's fist. But when he dies, is flung to the muck hill, and there lies. The rich man lives like dives, jovially here on earth. Temulentus divitius. make the best of it. And boast himself in the multitude of his riches. Psalm forty-nine, six, eleven. He thinks his house called after his own name shall continue for ever, but he perisheth like a beast, verse twenty. His way utters his folly, verse thirteen. Male parta, male de la bunta. Like sheep they lie in the grave, verse fourteen. Puncto descendant ad infernum. They spend their days in wealth and go suddenly down to hell job twenty one thirteen for all physicians and medicines enforcing nature a swooning wife families complaints friends tears dirges masses nanias funerals for all orations counterfeit hired acclamations eulogiums epitaphs hearses heralds black mourners solemnities obelisks and mausolean tombs if he have them at least he Like a hog goes to hell with a guilty conscience, propter hostilatavit infernos or and a poor man's curse, his memory stinks like the snuff of a candle when it is put out, scurrilous libels and infamous obloquies accompany him. When as poor Lazarus is De Sacrarium, the temple of God, lives and dies in true devotion, hath no more attendants but his own innocency, the heaven a tomb desires to be dissolved, buried in his mother's lap, and hath a company of angels ready to convey his soul into Abraham's bosom. He leaves an everlasting and a sweet memory behind him. Crassus and Scylla are indeed still recorded, but not so much for their wealth as for their victories. Croesus for his end, Solomon for his wisdom. In a word, to get wealth is a great trouble, anxiety to keep, grief to lose it. Quae dignum stolidis mentibus impreca, Opes honores ambiant, Et cum falsa grave mole paraverint, Tum vera cognoscant bona. But consider all those other unknown Concealed happinesses which a poor man hath. I call them unknown, Because they be not acknowledged in the world's esteem, Or so taken. O fortunatus nimium bona si sur norint. Happy they are in the meantime if they would take notice of it, make use, or apply it to themselves. A poor man wise is better than a foolish king. Ecclesiastes 2.13 Poverty is the way to heaven, the mistress of philosophy, the mother of religion, virtue, sobriety, sister of innocency, and an upright mind. How many such encomiums might I add, out of the fathers, philosophers, orators. It troubles many that are poor. They account of it as a great plague, curse, a sign of God's hatred, ipsum skellus, damned villainy itself, a disgrace, shame, and reproach. But to whom, or why, if fortune hath envied me wealth, thieves have robbed me, my father hath not left me such revenues as others have, that I am a younger brother basely born, qui sine lucae genus, surdumque parentum, nomen, of mean parentage, a dirt d'orbe son. Am I therefore to be blamed? An eagle, a bull, a lion is not rejected for his poverty, and why should a man? Tis fortunae tellum nun culpae fortune's fault, not mine. Good sir, I am a servant, to use Seneca's words. Howsoever your poor friend, a servant, and yet your chamber-fellow, and if you consider better of it, your fellow-servant. I am thy drudge in the world's eyes, yet in God's sight peradventure thy better. My soul is more precious, and I dearer unto him. Etiam servi dies cui sunt, as Evangelus at large proves in Macrobius. The meanest servant is most precious in his sight. Thou art an epicure, I am a good Christian. Thou art many parasangs before me in means, favour, wealth, honour. Claudius's Narcissus, Nero's Massa, Domitian's Parthenius, a favourite, a golden slave. Thou coverest thy floors with marble, thy roofs with gold, thy walls with statues, fine pictures, curious hangings, etc. What of all this? Calcas opes, etc what's all this to true happiness i live and breathe under that glorious heaven that august capital of nature enjoy the brightness of stars that clear light of sun and moon those infinite creatures plants birds beasts fishes herbs all that sea and land afford far surpassing all that art and opulentia can give i am free and which seneca said of rome kulmen liberos takes more et au postea servitus habitavit. thou hast amalthea cornu plenty pleasure, the world at will, I am despicable and poor, but a word overshot, a blow in collar, a game at tables, a loss at sea, a sudden fire, the prince's dislike, a little sickness, etc may make us equal in an instant, howsoever take thy time, triumph and insult awhile as Alphonsus said, "'death will equalise us all at last. "'I live sparingly in the meantime, "'am clad homely, "'fair hardly. "'Is this a reproach? "'Am I the worse for it? "'Am I contemptible for it? "'Am I to be reprehended? "'A learned man in Nevisanus "'was taken down for sitting amongst gentlemen. "'But he replied, "'My nobility is about the head. "'Yours declines to the tail.' and they were silent. Let them mock, scoff, and revile. Tis not thy scorn, but his that made thee so. He that mocketh the poor reproacheth him that made him. Proverbs forty five. And he that rejoiceth at affliction shall not be unpunished. For the rest, the poorer thou art, the happier thou art. Dutio est, at non melior, saith Epictetus. He is richer, not better than thou art, not so free from lust, envy, hatred, ambition. Beatus ille qui procol negotiis, paterna rura borbis exerce suis. Happy he, in that he is freed from the tumults of the world, he seeks no honours, gapes after no preferment, flatters not, envies not, temporiseth not, but lives privately, and well contented with his estate. Nec spes corde abidas, nec corum pascit inanum, securus quo fata cadant. He is not troubled with state matters, whether kingdoms thrive better by succession or election, whether monarchies should be mixed, temperate or absolute. The house of Ottomans and Austria is all one to him. He inquires not after colonies or new discoveries, whether Peter were at Rome, or Constantine's donation be of force. What comets or new stars signify, whether the earth stand or move, there be a new world in the moon, or infinite worlds, etc.? He is not touched with fear of invasions, factions, or emulations. Felix ille animi, de similimus ipsis, quem non modaci resplendens gloria fuco solicitat, non fastosi mala gaudia luxus sed tacitus sinit ire dies, et paupere cultu, exigit inocuae tranquilla silentia vitae, a happy soul and like to God himself, whom not vainglory macerates or strife, or wicked joys of that proud swelling pelf, but leads a still, poor, and contented life. A secure, quiet, blissful state he hath, if he could acknowledge it, but here is the misery that he will not take notice of it he repines at rich men's wealth brave hangings dainty fare. as simonides objected to heron he hath all the pleasures of the world in lectis ebronais dormit vinum fialis bibit optimus unguentis deliberator he knows not the affliction of joseph stretching himself on ivory beds and singing to the sound of the viol and it troubles him that he hath not the like. There is a difference, he grumbles, between laplolly and pheasants, to tumble in the straw, and lie in a down bed, betwixt wine and water, a cottage and a palace. He hates nature, as Pliny characterized him, that she hath made him lower than a god, and is angry with the gods that any man goes before him, and although he hath received much, yet, as Seneca follows it, He thinks it an injury that he hath no more, and is so far from giving thanks for his tribuneship that he complains he is not praetor. Neither doth that please him, except he may be consul. Why is he not a prince? Why not a monarch? Why not an emperor? Why should one man have so much more than his fellows? One have all, another nothing. Why should one man be a slave or drudge to another? One surfeit, another starve one live at ease another labour without any hope of better fortune thus they grumble mutter and repine not considering that inconstancy of human affairs judicially conferring one condition with another or well weighing their own present estate what they are now thou mayst shortly be and what thou art they shall likely be expect a little compare future and times past with the present see the event and comfort thyself with it. It is as well to be discerned in commonwealths, cities, families, as in private men's estates. Italy was once lord of the world, Rome the queen of cities, vaunted herself of two myriads of inhabitants. Now that all commanding country is possessed by petty princes, Rome a small village in respect. Greece of old, the seat of civility, mother of sciences and humanity, now forlorn, the nurse of barbarism a den of thieves germany then saith tacitus was incult and horrid now full of magnificent cities athens corinth carthage how flourishing cities now buried in their own ruins corvorum ferrarum aporum et bestiarum lustra like so many wildernesses a receptacle of wild beasts venice of poor fisher town paris london small villages in Caesar's time, now most noble emporiums, Valois, Plantagenet, and Scaliger, how fortunate families, how lucky to continue, now quite extinguished and rooted out. He stands aloft to-day, full of favour, wealth, honour, and prosperity, in the top of fortune's wheel, to-morrow in prison, worse than nothing, his son's a beggar. Thou art a poor, servile drudge, for Populi. A very slave, thy son may come to be a prince, With Maximinus, Agasocles, etc., A senator, a general of an army. Thou standest bare to him now, Workest for him, drudgest for him and his, Takest an alms of him. Stay but a little, and his neck there Peradventure shall consume all with riot, Be degraded, thou exalted, and he shall beg of thee. Thou shalt be his most honourable patron, He thy devout servant, his posterity shall run, ride, and do as much for thine, as it was with Friskewald and Cromwell, it may be for thee. Citizens devour country, gentlemen, and settle in their seats. After two or three descents, they consume all in riot. It returns to the city again. Novus incola venit, Nam propriae telluris herum natura, Neque illum, Nec me, Nec statuit, nos expulit ille illum aut nequities aut vathri in scitia juris have we lived at a more frugal rate since this new stranger seized on our estate nature will no perpetual heir assign or make the farm his property or mine he turned us out but follies all his own or lawsuits and their knaveries yet unknown all all his follies and his lawsuits past some long lived heir shall turn him out at last a lawyer buys out his poor client after a while his client's posterity buy out him and his so things go round ebb and flow nunc aga undreni sub nomine nuper or dictus erat nulli proprius sed credit in usum nunc mihi nunc aliis the farm once mine now bears undrenus's name THE USE ALONE, NOT PROPERTY, WE CLAIM, THEN BE NOT WITH YOUR PRESENT LOT DEPRESSED, AND MEET THE FUTURE WITH UNDAUNTED BREAST. AS HE SAID THEN, AGACUJUS, quod habes DOMINOS, SO SAY I OF LAND, HOUSES, MOVABLES, AND MONEY, MINE TODAY, HIS ANON, WHOSE TOMORROW? IN FINE, AS Machiavel observes, VIRTUE AND PROSPERITY BEGET REST, REST IDLENESS, IDLENESS, RIOT riot destruction from which we come again to good laws. Good laws engender virtuous actions, virtue, glory, and prosperity. And tis no dishonor then, as Ducardine adds, for a flourishing man, city or state, to come to ruin, nor in felicity to be subject to the law of nature. Ergo terrena calcanda, sitienda crellestia. Therefore I say, scorn this transitory state, look up to heaven, Think not what others are, but what thou art. Qua parte locatus est in re, and what thou shalt be, what thou mayst be. Do, I say, as Christ himself did, when he lived here on earth. Imitate him as much as in thee lies. How many great Caesars, mighty monarchs, tetrarchs, dynasties, princes lived in his days. In what plenty, what delicacy, how bravely attended. What a deal of gold and silver. What treasure. How many sumptuous palaces had they? What provinces and cities, ample territories, fields, rivers, fountains, parks, forests, lawns, woods, cells, etc.? Yet Christ had none of all this. He would have none of this. He voluntarily rejected all this. He could not be ignorant. He could not err in his choice. He contemned all this. He chose that which was safer, better, and more certain. And less to be repented, a mean estate, even poverty itself. And why dost thou then doubt to follow him, to imitate him and his apostles, to imitate all good men? So do thou tread in his divine steps, and thou shalt not err eternally, as too many worldlings do, that run on in their own dissolute courses, to their confusion and ruin, thou shalt not do amiss. Whatsoever thy fortune is, be contented with it. Trust in him, rely on him, refer thyself wholly to him. For know this, in conclusion, non est volentis, nec currentis, sed miserentis dea. Tis not as men, but as God will. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich, bringeth low and exalteth. 1 Samuel 2, verses 7 and 8. He lifteth the poor from the dust, and raiseth the beggar from the dunghill, to set them amongst princes, and make them inherit the seat of glory. Tis all as he pleaseth, how, and when, and whom, he that appoints the end, though to us unknown, appoints the means likewise subordinate to the end. End of section 22